Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. I recently heard some comments about whether or not it is difficult for the younger generation to succeed in this economy. And I think a lot of people understand that in this economy, in the economy that we are facing right now, even when someone works very hard, and even when someone is trying to save money, it is still very hard to succeed. And that's the reality that we live in today. People are working hard and still struggling to make ends meet. And the economy, really, the economy doesn't make sense anymore. Price of real estate, energy price, price of everyday items. Prices are going up. Everything's going up. And I'm not even talking about luxury goods. I'm talking about basic things that people need. And there seems to be, for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are so frustrated that they think there's no hope of success. And the economy is very challenging for parents who love their children and want them to be successful. When parents see their adult children struggle, it is really heartbreaking. When a young adult suffers in this economy, no one feels the pain more than a loving parent. In many places around the country, a six-figure salary, even a six-figure salary, does not guarantee a comfortable life. Think of a place like New York City or a place like San Francisco. If you want to have a decent, comfortable life in New York City or in San Francisco, a nice, spacious apartment, good food, safe and reliable transportation, and a budget for recreation, $100,000 may not be enough. Now, I'm not talking about all the other problems that cities like New York and San Francisco have. There are lots of other problems that these cities have that I'm not going to discuss right at this moment. But I'm just talking about how expensive things have become. If you are looking at a city like New York or San Francisco, $100,000 is not going to be enough. As I said, think about a nice apartment, good food, safe and reliable transportation, and a budget for recreation. $100,000 is not going to be enough. And, it, you know, people tend to use the term six-figure salary, but six-figure salary can mean a lot of different things. Six-figure salary can mean $100,000. It can mean $999,000. So I'm not talking about the the higher end of a six-figure salary. I'm talking about 100,000, 120, 130, you know, the, the lower end of a six-figure salary. It, it's not enough to guarantee a, a decent life, a comfortable life in, in, in expensive cities like New York and San Francisco. And there, there are others, there are others. And I, I'm not going to talk about the whole list, but let me mention something which I'm sure a lot of people 
listening to this podcast episode would remember. It was not that long ago, just a few years ago, there were people who were demanding that the minimum wage be raised to $15 per hour. $15 per hour. Now, think about present day. Do you think that $15 per hour will help a person live in decent housing and be able to afford decent transportation and save money for the future with just $15 per hour? I don't think so. Now, do you think that $20 would be enough to help someone succeed? Even $20 per hour is not enough in in many cities in the United States. Salaries have gone up in the last few years. But salaries, in many cases, salaries have not gone up as much as the rise in prices in the economy. So the prices in the economy rose a lot more than the increase in salaries and wages. I remember having a conversation, and this was a casual conversation that I had with someone who, you you can call him a financial expert. And this may be around one and a half, two years ago, somewhere in that time frame. The person who I was talking to told me that he felt that inflation would not be lasting very long. He had an optimistic view. He thought that this inflation uh, would be temporary and that it would go away. And here we are, one and a half to two years later, we are still struggling because of inflation. A lot of people thought that inflation would go away and that things would become normal, but that's not happening. We are are still suffering because of inflation. The question is, is there any hope that prices will come down and that things will become normal again, things will become affordable again? That's the question. There is growing frustration in this economy. People are extremely frustrated because of all the economic challenges that they are facing. A lot of people thought that inflation would go away, but that's not happening because the problems continue. We would want, we want to see inflation go away. We want to be back in a normal economy in which consumer goods are affordable. But when will we get to that point? I don't know. What I do know is that consumers are suffering each and every day. And this is this is happening in the United States as well as in many other countries around the world. Let me let me talk about Bangladesh. Bangladesh is the country where I'm originally from and The people there are also suffering a great deal because of inflation. Prices of goods, um, prices of food in particular went up so much that a lot of middle class um, families and people who are in the low income category 
they are facing tremendous challenges to put food on the table. Let me talk about something else. You know, I, I mentioned Bangladesh, and one of the problems that Bangladesh has is energy shortage. And that's why something called load shedding is very common. It's very common in Bangladesh. And what do you mean by load shedding? It, it means that some parts of the country lose electricity when the power station cannot keep up with the demand. And so electricity goes away and then it comes back on later. And this repeats in a cycle. It goes away, it comes back on. It goes away, it comes back on. And so people may have to stay without electricity for hours before the electricity comes back on. And this is happening, uh, this does happen in various parts of the country. When I look at the United States and I see this push for green energy by the people on the left, I wonder, are we also going to suffer from rolling blackouts in the future? It does not make any sense to me why the liberals are against fossil fuels. Why are they against fossil fuels? Fossil fuels are dependable. We can depend on fossil fuels. We can rely on fossil fuels. And yet, the liberals are waging a war against coal, oil, and gas. Our country depends on energy, reliable and affordable energy. If there are restrictions on coal, oil, and gas, then prices of everything else will go up. Because energy is needed in manufacturing, it's needed in transportation, it's needed in retail, and so much more. We need energy each and every single day. At our home and in our places of work. What we need in this country right now is common sense. And it seems that any lawmaker who is opposing fossil fuels is waging a war against common sense. My friends, I would now like to talk about Chicago, the city of Chicago. Chicago reportedly was granted $104 million in federal money to care for the migrants in the city. Chicago also recently allocated more than 50 million US dollars to provide support and services for the migrants. Also, according to a news report, there are questions about how the city spent more than 100 million dollars to care for the migrants. How did they spend the money? And according to reports, a local elected official claimed just a few months ago that the city is spending an average of $7,000 per month for each migrant who is seeking asylum. Think about that number. $7,000 per month for each migrant. Now, ask yourself, how much money do you make as an American citizen or as a legal immigrant who is working hard? How much money do you make? And think about that $7,000 figure. $7,000 per month for each migrant. 
the question is, where is this money going? We do know where the money is coming from. Each and every dollar is coming from the pockets of American taxpayers. The government doesn't have its own money. And I, I, have, I have said that before, and I keep repeating that. The government doesn't have its own money. Whatever money the government has is taxpayer money. Local government, state government, federal government. No government entity has its own money. Government surely does come up with a variety of ways to collect money from taxpayers. And so we, the taxpayers, end up paying for everything. The government comes up with a variety of reasons why it needs more and more money from us, the taxpayers. Look at Chicago. Millions and millions and millions of dollars spent, and we don't know how the money was spent. What specific services did the migrants receive? If the average spending on each migrant is 7,000 US dollars, then the question is, what's the breakdown of this figure? How much of this money is being spent on housing? How much of this money is being spent on food? And how much is being spent on medical care? And in, in what other ways are, in what other ways is government spending money? Government spending huge sums of money on, on what? The taxpayers need to know the, the categories of spending. Is it spending on housing, food, medical care? What else? My friends, American citizens are struggling to make ends meet. I have said that before, and I'm saying it again. The American citizens and legal immigrants are struggling. They are struggling a lot. They are working hard, and they are dealing with inflation. They are dealing with this energy crisis. And they are trying to make ends meet. And here we have a figure that's being reported that the estimated average spending on each migrant per month is 7,000 US dollars. This is taxpayer money. It is unbelievable. When I read this news, I was really shocked. I was really shocked. And this is happening in Chicago, sanctuary city, sanctuary city of Chicago. My friends, that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. And I want to mention my website. My website is tossifanam.net. My podcast focuses on social and political issues, both domestic and international. And I always invite my listeners to share their thoughts and comments with me. As you are listening to my podcast, if there's something that, that I said that you disagree with, please let me know. And if what I'm saying, you agree with that, please let me know that as well. Stay connected with me. Share with me your comments. If you go to my website, tossifanam.net, you can send me a message, 
And then you can also check out my blog posts. And also you can find more information about my published opinions. Not only do I enjoy recording podcast episodes, I also uh, enjoy writing and posting my opinions on my blog. And then I also uh, send my opinions to various newspapers and many of my opinions have been published. So you can, you can read, uh, you can find more information about that on my website. And find me on social media also. Connect with me. And I just want to thank you all for continuing to listen to my podcast. I hope to be back again soon with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.